Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, I'll be sharing the latest Bitcoin technical analysis as we recaptured $44,000 and quoting the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, if you need a speedy exit plan, if civil war breaks out and total chaos reigns, get an El Salvador passport in six weeks. That's right. Also in today's show, BlackRock meets with the SEC and NASDAQ to discuss listing rules for their spot Bitcoin ETF. Also the same with Grayscale. We'll also be sharing spot Bitcoin ETF nailed on for 2024, according to this latest K33 report. Also, we'll be discussing spot Bitcoin ETF can usher in $30 trillion into the crypto market, according to the Grayscale CEO, Michael Sunshine. And speaking of ETFs, we'll also be sharing the latest from Michael Saylor. He says the spot Bitcoin ETF is the biggest Wall Street development in 30 years. Also be sharing the latest price predictions from the Giga Chad. We'll also be discussing Samson Mao. He is bullish. He believes the Bitcoin is likely to hit $1 million per coin in 2024, which is right around the corner. I'm going to be sharing Samson's Mao's latest price predictions. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Today is pod episode number 1497. That's right. This Saturday will be episode 1500. Can you believe that? We've been going strong now for five freaking years and we're just getting started. So yeah, I'm your host JV. Today is December 20th, 2023, only five days away from Christmas. So Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, and all that good stuff. But anyways, fam, let's kick it off with our market watch as we do each and every day. You should be able to see this up on your screen. We got Bitcoin currently sitting above 43,500, up just shy of 3% on the day. We already tapped 44 a little earlier and making a little correction after the pumpage. We also have Ether back in the green, hovering just under 2,200. Solana up another 8% on the daily, now trading above 80 bucks. AVAX up another 5%, trading at 42 bucks, while BNB, XRP, Cardano, and virtually all the major cryptos pumping in in the green, with Blockstacks up a whopping 27%. Shout out to Blockstacks. And uh, zooming out on the monthly to get a more you know, wider perspective of where we've been for the past month. You can see Bitcoin is up now 16% on the month. Ether up 8%, Solana up 30%, Cardano up a whopping 52%, and AVAX straight killing it up 84%. 
Good Lord. And this uh, bull market is just getting started, so I can't wait. Anyways, fam, the crypto market cap is sitting at $1.64 trillion. The all-time high is roughly $3 trillion, and that was back in November of 2021. The current 24-hour volume is $65 billion, and the Bitcoin dominance is back on the rise at 52.6%, with the Ether dominance declining, the lowest we have seen it in a very long time, at 16.1%. Are we gonna drop in the 15 percentage range? Let me know your thoughts there, fam. Now, checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours, Blockstacks lead in the pack, up 27%. Wow. Uh, we have IOTX up 22%, and Near Protocol up just shy of 17%. Below that, we have Mina and Immutable, Say, and Celestia. Now, which altcoins are you most bullish on for this bull run? Please let me know, fam, in the comments right down below. And checking out the crypto bubbles to get a visual perspective. Good Lord. This is the daily we're looking at. Literally everything is killing the game. Uh, I'd say probably 80 out of the top 100 cryptos are pumping and in the green and zooming out on the monthly. Literally everything minus a handful like Hex and uh, Cake and XDC are pumping and in the green. You got Bonk up over 300%, AVAX up almost 90%, HNT up over 300%, Injective 141%, Ordi 123%, SEI 153%, IMX 70%, just massive overall gains. Many of these alts up over 100% on the month. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, let's get a refresh just to make sure it's the latest data. Yep, we're currently rated a 74 greed yesterday 73 last week 65 and last month a 69 in greed so there you have it my crypto fam where do you feel the bitcoin price action is likely to take us for this month peak in december let me know do you think we could realistically tap 50,000? holla at your boy but anyways family let's uh now kick it off with our bitcoin technical analysis aka astrology for men <laughs> check out the charts and what is cracking with bitcoin price action. Bitcoin sought to overcome the weekly range resistance today, December 20th. Oops, and I accidentally just clicked on something. <laughs> uh, as the Bitcoin price strength battled altcoins for supremacy. Let's go. And here you're looking at the Bitcoin one-hour candle chart. Data from Cointelegraph and TradingView followed Bitcoin as it neared 44.9 after the Wall Street open. After dropping to near 40,000 to start the week, Bitcoin staged the comeback to cause traders to reconsider the likelihood of steeper downside. And commenting on the market trend, we have Credible Crypto, who shared the following. Another reason why I think there is a decent chance that our local bottom on Bitcoin may be in, and we may not get that 40,000 sweep I discussed earlier, is because Ethereum has hit the downside target I spoke about in my last video update. If the bottom is in on ETH, then it's probably in on Bitcoin as well. Let me know if you agree or disagree with that sentiment from Credible Crypto. And estimating where that continuation could end up in the short term, we have another analyst, Matthew Hyland, eyeing a new 2023 high above 46,000. Quoting him here, Bitcoin now at the top of the range of the double bottom reversal. The price target, if breakout confirms, would be around 46.3. Would need to break resistance at the annual highs from earlier this month as well, which is just shy of 45,000, meaning the local high for the year and for the past 20 months for Bitcoin is roughly 44,700. And $50. Now, this chart highlights a double bottom pattern constructing involving 40,000 support in place 
over December. As you can see here on your screen, now fellow trader Jelly likewise agreed that Bitcoin looked eager to break out, describing the support retest as a shallow pullback. Quoting the analyst here, Bitcoin is breaking out. Can it make its way to 48,000? Oh, hell yes, it can. Just saying. Now, the current local high, which marks Bitcoin's highest level since April of 2022, stands at roughly 44729 on Bitstamp. Bitcoin, meanwhile, recovered lost market share when its market dominance, 53.8%, up 0.8% versus the start of the week, as the Ethereum dominance is going in the opposite direction, heading south. Now, the biggest news since the white paper, let's discuss it, in the ongoing debate over the imminent decision on the US SEC's decision for the ETF exchange-traded fund, which is the focus of today's show. Every story today is focused around this ETF approval because we know it's incoming around the corner. So on the day, it's well-known investor Freddy Krueger, keeping hopes alive, seeking to explain the muted market, front-running of an ETF. Go ahead, quoting him here. If you work at the ETF desk at BlackRock, you have been given strict orders not to mess up with Sailor Calls, the most significant financial markets product in 30 years. The last thing you do is buy GBTC, MSTR, or some computer product. The last thing you do is buy actual Bitcoin and deposit it into your dedicated ETF Coinbase custody account. So he argues that the political events in the U.S. could be contributing to the market's cold feet, despite the ETF approval constituting the biggest news in Bitcoin since the white paper. Let me know if you agree or disagree with that sentiment that this is the biggest news. And as Max Kaiser shared a little earlier today, if you need a speedy exit plan, if civil war breaks out and total chaos reigns, get a El Salvador passport in as little as six weeks. And if you're interested in relocating, reach out to Max. He is responsive. He's actually trying to help as many people relocate to El Salvador as possible. You know what I mean? He also recently tweeted, El Salvador and the U.S. are two ships passing each other. El Salvador is heading towards being the global standard for freedom and democracy. The U.S. is heading in the opposite direction towards despotism. Agreed with that. And quoting Najib Bukele, very powerful quote here, the United States has lost its ability to lecture any other country about democracy. Preach. Very well said. Shout out to Najib Bokele and the beautiful people of El Salvador. But we still have so much to cover. And like I said, everything's evolving around the ETF news today because there's so much ETF news, news in crypto. So let's discuss the latest with BlackRock, who just met up with the SEC yet again. And I just saw breaking news before I went live that Grayscale just met with the SEC as well. And this is probably the fifth meeting between BlackRock and the SEC over the past couple of weeks. So here we go. BlackRock, the NASDAQ, and the U.S. SEC met for a second time in December to discuss its app for the Spot Bitcoin ETF. Here's the memorandum. And according to the SEC memo, representatives from the three organizations discussed the necessary rule changes required to list the Spot Bitcoin ETF. Here's what the SEC had to share. The discussion concerned the NASDAQ stock market's proposed rule change to list and trade shares of the iShares Bitcoin Trust under NASDAQ rule 5711D. The NASDAQ 5711D discussed during the meeting provides the requirements for the initial and continued listing of the commodities-based trust share on the NASDAQ. The rule establishes regulatory guidelines and specific criteria for the listing, including compliance measures and surveillance mechanisms designed to ensure market integrity and protect users against fraud. This was not the first instance where rules regarding a listing spot Bitcoin ETF on the exchanges 
were discussed. Back on November 20th, exactly a month ago from today, BlackRock and the NASDAQ met with the SEC to discuss a proposed rule for allowing the spot Bitcoin ETF to be listed. BlackRock shared a presentation detailing how the company could use an in-kind or in-cash redemption model for their iShares Bitcoin Trust. And it looks like they chose the in-cash model as of what I reported yesterday on the show. Now, on December 14th, the SEC held another round of discussions with asset managers proposing a spot Bitcoin ETF. Officials from the SEC chair, Gary Gensler's office, attended the meeting to discuss the proposed rule change allowing major exchanges to list the ETF. So there you have it. Definitely a good sign and a good omen when you have ongoing conversations back and forth entertaining the listing and approval of the ETF. See, prior to a couple of months ago, there was none of this talk. There were no meetings and they weren't even entertaining the idea. Mr. Gary Gensler, aka No Hair Gare, just wanted to continue kicking the can down the road. Now they have all this regulatory pressure from Congress. Gary was told you need to approve the spot Bitcoin ETF and ETPs immediately. So how much longer will he be able to push it back for? Hopefully not much longer. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the top ETF analysts in the world from Bloomberg, James Safart, Eric Balchunas. They're still giving it a 90% probability that the spot Bitcoin ETF be approved in January, just a couple of weeks around the corner. <laughs> we're in the crypto market, the only market that never sleeps. And with that being shared, we're going to talk more about these ETFs here. Welcome everyone just joining us. Feliz Navidad. Merry Christmas. Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, uh, happy Hanukkah, all those beautiful things uh, we get to celebrate this week, this time of season. So, uh, you know, hope you all have very blessed uh, Christmas this year coming up. Uh, so with that being shared, we shared the latest with BlackRock. Now for the latest with this report coming from K33. Here we go. The approval of the spot Bitcoin ETF by January 10th appears to be set in stone. Yeah, bring it. With a new spate of ETF updates only adding further to the likelihood of the approval, says the K33 research analyst in a December 19th report just yesterday. Their head of research, Anders Health and senior analyst Vettel Lunday said the recent round of ETF updates with filers, including BlackRock and ARK Invest, are now agreeing to the cash creation setup for their funds. It means that an approval is nailed on for January. Let me know if you agree with that. Additionally, the report highlighted the strength of the Bitcoin price action over the past week, with analysts noting that the spot trading volumes of Bitcoin have been substantially higher than the previous months. Quoting the report here, this is indicative of Bitcoin's strong rally, attracting new buyers while also motivating profit taking by sellers, leading prices to consolidate on elevated trading volume. So despite the strength of the Bitcoin spot volumes, the report notes that open interest on Bitcoin perpetual contracts had fallen to new yearly lows, which shows no signs of retail froth, so more bullishness. And alternatively, institutional investors on the CME only increased their appetite for Bitcoin-related risks, with the CME open interest growing by 3,100 BTC just in the past week, as you can see here on your screen. However, the analyst stated that this was unlikely to be maintained following the approval. So when the spot ETFs are finally approved, the analysts predict a significant rotation out of the futures-based ETFs onto the CME. And in addition, active traders will probably realize profits on their current long positions. So in combination, this creates the setup for reduced CME dominance ahead. 
Now, altcoin season could be good for Bitcoin, according to the report. The report draws attention to several pockets of euphoria in altcoins, such as Solana, Ordinals, and Bonk, which have gained 22%, 114%, and 338%, respectively, in the past 20 days. Sounds like alt season is already here. <laughs> Those are pretty wild gains. And while many market commentators offer or often attribute this type of manic uh, market performance as a sign that the market's nearing the top, analysts explain this could be a benefit for the king crypto, quoting them here, the altcoin fiesta, hey, I like that, takes the burden of froth, leaving boring old Bitcoin less exposed to liquidation cascades. And in that sense, altcoins serve as a positive pressure valve for thrill seekers, allowing healthier leverage conditions into BTC. So there you have it, my crypto fam. Let me know your thoughts on this likelihood of an ETF by January 10th. But anyways, let's kick it with our next story, we discussed the ETF report. Now let's discuss 30 trillion incoming. According to um, this top analyst uh, from asset management firm, Grayscale, we're talking about Michael Sunshine, who was recently interviewed and discusses how the ETF approval will usher in $30 trillion into the market. So as preparations for the spot Bitcoin ETF continue, executives from across the crypto community share their opinions on how the new investment vehicle for crypto can affect the overall markets. In a new CNBC interview, the Grayscale CEO, Mr. Sun and Shine, expressed his belief that there is a lot of optimism in the Bitcoin market again, and that many investors are adding Bitcoin to their portfolios. The executive also said he's looking forward to the event of spot Bitcoin ETFs to unlock Bitcoin exposure to a part of the investment community that has not yet had the chance to invest into BTC. Quoting Sun and Shine here, we are really talking about the advice market here in the US, which is today about $30 trillion worth of advised wealth. Now, we also did a live react session to this interview with Michael Sun and Shine over on Rumble. I think it was a couple of days ago. If you missed it, you can always check it out later. Now, Grayscale is one of the front runners gunning for the spot Bitcoin ETF approval on November 22nd. Representatives from Grayscale met with uh, the trading and markets division of the US SEC, and they just met again, I think yesterday, because I just saw breaking news that they met again, just FYI, regarding converting their GBTC product, which is the largest hodler of Bitcoin in the world. We're currently over 620,000 Bitcoin on their balance sheet, and they're looking to convert that into a spot ETF. And it seems like they're going to get the approval. Now, apart from the funds flowing into Bitcoin, we also have Samson Mao, who predicts that the ETF can propel Bitcoin to a 1 million price action in 2024. He believes that the ETFs can help in the branding and marketing aspect of Bitcoin. And in fact, I'm actually going to be reading everything revolving around Samson Mao's $1 million price prediction, including this brand new thread he just shared on X, but we're gonna save that to the end of the show. So, yeah, you know I mean? Now, MicroStrategy's co-founder, Michael Saylor, said that the Bitcoin ETS would be the most significant development in Wall Street in 30 years. Saylor explained that the ETS will be a catalyst that drive demand into Bitcoin. The executive believes it will open the door for mainstream retail, as well as institutional investors, to gain exposure to the king crypto. While some may anticipate that the price of Bitcoin will soar, others think the price won't double overnight, even with the ETF approvals. Quoting Anthony Pompliano here, more than 90% of the Bitcoin is already in circulation. 70% plus is held by people who refuse to sell. Where are my long-term hodlers at? Now, tens of billions of dollars of demand are on the way with the spot ETF. You learn what happens next when your economics 101 professor taught you supply and demand. 
wild. Now, meanwhile, we have Bitcoiner Oliver Velez compared buying Bitcoin ETFs to buying real Bitcoin. And according to Velez, buying the spot Bitcoin ETF is like buying paper Bitcoin with a cost charged yearly, while buying the real Bitcoin is a once-in-a-lifetime cost. The Bitcoin supporter said that the real Bitcoiners will only deal with real Bitcoin and no custody costs. And I'm glad he actually mentioned that because that's right. Even Michael Saylor says you're going to pay roughly 1% per year when you have an ETF manager manage your Bitcoin. So over the course of a lifetime, that can be an easy 20% over the course of 20 years. So yeah, you got to keep that in mind. So for plebs like you and I, it's in our best interest, I truly do believe that, to just learn how to self-custody your own crypto versus paying somebody 1% per year to do it for you. Also, you got to consider all the risks involved with somebody holding your crypto. So keep that in mind, family. And without further ado, let's discuss the latest from the Giga Chat himself, Michael Saylor and his predictions. He was just recently on the news as well. Iskender, I appreciate you becoming a paid member of the channel as well and supporting us. Thank you so much, family. Here's the latest from the Giga Chat, uh, Michael Saylor, saying that the Spot Bitcoin ETF is the biggest Wall Street development in 30 freaking years. Let's go. The Spot Bitcoin ETF approval could be the biggest development on Wall Street since the early 90s, according to Giga Chad, Michael Saylor, quoting him here, it's not unreasonable to suggest this may be the biggest development on Wall Street in 30 years. He shared on an interview with Bloomberg. The last thing that was this consequential was the creation of the S&P index and the ability to invest in all 500 S&P companies via one trade at the same time. And he actually shares that here alongside his interview. And a little later, when we do the uncensored version on Rumble of the, of the show at the end, we're going to actually be doing a reacts to his most recent interview uh, on the mainstream. And we'll listen to the Giga Chad directly from himself. But anyways, Saylor explained the spot Bitcoin ETF would open the door to the mainstream retail and the institutional investors that previously hadn't been able to access the high bandwidth compliant channel to invest into Bitcoin. This ETF would be a major catalyst driving the demand, followed by a supply shock in April when the Bitcoin halving event takes place, according to Saylor, quitting him here. I don't think we have ever seen a 2 to 10x increase in demand combined with a halving and supply in a scarce, desirable asset that people want to hold for a long period of time. That's right. These are unprecedented times. So I think we're expecting 2024 is going to be a major bull run for the asset class. Preach. Saylor confirmed that MicroStrategy, his business intelligence firm and Bitcoin holding company, will continue its Bitcoin investment strategy for the foreseeable future. Quoting him again. Our goal is to always find a way to pursue more Bitcoin per share per our shareholders, whether that be through debt, equity, or cash flows from the business. MicroStrategy has provided traditional investors with exposure to Bitcoin price since it first started buying it back in uh, 2020. In fact, they were the first publicly traded company to do so. Uh, quoting him again, we provide investors with leverage and we don't charge a fee. So we offer sort of a high performance vehicle for people that are Bitcoin long investors. That's right. So for those of you looking to invest into the ETF, you could actually invest directly into the publicly traded MicroStrategy stock and you could avoid paying those 1% annual fees. Just FYI. Now, Sailor's MicroStrategy now owns a whopping 174,530 BTC with an average purchase price of 30,000, meaning they're killing it right now up $2.1 billion. Let's go. Their total position is worth 7.3 with 2.1 billion being in profit. 
profit in the green. Now from Bitcoin skeptic to Maxi, Saylor's infamous tweet turns 10 years old. Oh my God. This is Michael Saylor's tweet from December 18th, 20, uh, 2013, back when he was anti-Bitcoin. So it just goes to show you everyone pays for Bitcoin at the price they deserve. Imagine if you would have saw the writing on the wall back then, how much Bitcoin MicroStrategy and Sailor would have today, probably millions upon millions. So yeah, here's what he tweeted back on December 18, 2013. Bitcoin's days are numbered. It seems like just a matter of time before it suffers the same fate as online gambling. <laughs> oh my God. So even smart geniuses such as Sailor can be wrong about Bitcoin, but smart enough to recognize he made a mistake and be willing to admit that. That takes kahunas, something Peter Schiff hasn't been able to do, you know I mean, since the inception of Bitcoin. But obviously that tweet didn't age well, and it may be worth noting that online gambling hasn't died either. It's still stronger than ever, family. In fact, anytime I watch the UFC, this is brought to you by, so you already know, which currently totes a total market size of 63 billion per business wire data. And around 2020, Saylor revised his initial position. He also previously said he studied Bitcoin for thousands of hours before convincing MicroStrategy's board to add Bitcoin to the firm's balance sheet. Bitcoin price was $677 December 19, 2013, uh, precisely freaking 10 years ago, 10 years in one day. Ain't that wild, family? According to CoinGecko, meaning the Bitcoin price increased nearly 18-fold before MicroStrategy bought its first batch on August 11 of 2020 at approximately 11650 Better late than never. You know what I mean? Uh, now, others such as on-chain analyst Dylan LeClaire praised Sailor for having a second look at Bitcoin. He wrote the following, the measure of intelligence is the ability to change. Amen. So shout out to Sailor and shout out to Dylan LeClaire. Now, Michael Sailor, who was recently interviewed by CNBC, I recently transcribed what he shared, and this is pretty short and sweet, so I want to read this to you. Here's what he wrote. There's a lot of uncertainty around the rest of the crypto ecosystem, but the one certain element of the ecosystem is Bitcoin is universally acclaimed to be a global commodity or an asset without an issuer. So the one thing we can count on is Bitcoin goes forward in the year 2024 and a strategy built around Bitcoin is generally a pretty safe one for institutions. We welcome fair value accounting. It is going to create much more transparency and clarity and profit and losses and balance sheets for any companies that are holding Bitcoin. I think the real significance is that there are companies like Berkshire Hathaway and Apple Computer that have $100 billion plus in cash right now, and they have to invest it in treasuries and sovereign debt. And with this change in fair value accounting, you're going to have a commodity that's valued as fair value, and it becomes a legitimate treasury reserve asset for publicly traded companies. We are going through a digital transformation of everything. Apple represents a digital transformation of telephones and cameras, and Google's the transformation of books and libraries. Bitcoin represents the digital transformation of capital. 99.9% .9 of the capital of the world is tied up in real estate and stocks and precious metals and bonds. And so we're 0.1% transformed. People, as they get educated on digital assets, they're realizing that they ought to be allocating more and more of their capital to this digital asset. So they're moving from 0.1% to 2%. So I think that's really driving the trend. I've said it before, if Bitcoin is not going to zero, it's going to a million dollars per coin. The real question is, is it a legitimate asset? And if it's a legitimate institutional asset, everybody is under allocated to it. 
Amen. Now, education makes a difference. Institutional adoption makes a difference. The spot ETF news is good news. You know, loosening of monetary policy is good news. Inflation anywhere in the world drives Bitcoin adoption. And of course, the halving is going to cut the available supply of Bitcoins for sale in half from the miners. So we've got a confluence of very bullish milestones over the next six months. And so I think the smart money is investing into it that ahead of it. Now, people focus upon mining pools, but the actual mining is taking place in Bhutan, Argentina, South America, Texas, Europe, Iceland, Africa, everywhere in the world. So the miners themselves are very decentralized. They'll remain decentralized because they're chasing after power that's effectively marginally free and the pools they will accumulate hash rate from time to time, but they don't really have the power. The power is sitting next to a geothermal or a hydroelectric project somewhere in the world. So there you have it, my fam. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the sentiment from the Giga Chad. But anyways, family, now let's dive into our featured story of the day. Samson Mao is predicting a $1 million Bitcoin price in 2024. And that could be right around the corner because ETF approval, they say 90% probability of getting approved by the SEC between January 5th and the 10th. That's only three weeks away. Samson Mao says Bitcoin can climb and soar to as much as a million dollars per coin in a matter of days or weeks after the approval of the ETF. So here's the latest from Samson Mao. The headline reads, Bitcoin proponent Samson Mao on why Bitcoin at a million is still at play. Another headline, BlackRock ETF, torn of money, raises $1 million Bitcoin price target. But I want to start with his tweets. He recently shared, the real rally is when we go to a million dollars, and that is when the spot ETFs are approved, and we have tens of billions, maybe hundreds of billions of dollars flowing into Bitcoin in a very short time frame. I'm talking about weeks or days, so that is the real rally. How many of you are pretty fired up for the real rally? Let me know in that chat. He also recently tweeted, $1 million Bitcoin is just 10 Omega candles away. That's right. So let's freaking go. You guys forget how simple it is to achieve a million dollars from a, say, 50,000 Bitcoin price action. I think if you take 50,000 times 20, a simple 20X, which is 10X times two, we're a million dollars, fam. Let that sink in. Now, he also wrote Bitcoin at a million dollars. Doesn't sound so crazy anymore, does it? And we'll be discussing why it doesn't sound crazy here in a minute. It has come to my attention. There are some Bitcoiners that don't think Bitcoin can reach a million dollars per coin in a matter of days or weeks after the ETF money starts to flow in, they're in for a pleasant surprise. He also says in 2017, it only took nine months for Bitcoin to go from $1,000 to $20,000. Facts. The block subsidy was 12 and a half. There was a lot more Bitcoin sloshing around on the exchanges. Mining was boiling the oceans and there was zero institutional money coming in. So $1,000 to $20,000, 20X. $50,000 to a million is simply just another 20X. So what if we get a repeat cycle like we witnessed from the 2016 halving to 2017? That can take us to a million dollars. So again, let that sink in. He also says the ETF approvals will unlock a tidal wave of capital influx into Bitcoin. Pair that with the multiplier effect and you get $1 million BTC. Now here's a throwback. He actually shared back on December of 2021, approval of the spot ETF would send Bitcoin to a million per coin over a few days. Gary Gensler, aka No Hair Gear, <laughs> and the SEC don't want to be the ones responsible for sending Bitcoin to the moon. And this was on the back of Congressman Tom Emmer tagging Gary Gensler December 3rd of 2021. Gary Gensler, Mr. No hair gear. I am still waiting on your response to our November 3rd letter asking you to make sense of why Bitcoin future ETFs are allowed to trade, but not Bitcoin spot. 
ETFs? And that's a great question. Why do they allow futures but not allow spot? That's a brilliant question. I think everyone should tag no hair gear. You know what I mean? And John Deaton is like, you know, chiming in here, Preston Pish, because Goldman Gary needs to let his boys manipulate those cash settle derivatives as long as he can. And I'm going to read that out loud again. This was back from 2021 because that's precisely what No Hair Gare has been doing. Goldman Gary needs to let his boys, aka Larry Fink, Abigail Johnson, the CEOs of BlackRock, uh, Fidelity, et cetera, manipulate those cash settle derivatives as long as he can. They cannot manipulate true price discovery in a spot Bitcoin ETF market. That, my friend, is the difference. Samson also recently shared, we will see a seismic shift to Bitcoin and sound money. The next five years will be incredible. We have Guatemala 2023, Argentina 2023, Bitcoin having four months out, April of 2024. El Salvador, we know already adopted Bitcoin as a legal tender. They're likely to get Bukele president again for the next four years. Panama, 2024. Mexico, 2024. Canada, 2025. He says could be 2024. Peru, 2026. And Nicaragua, 2026. And also, he recently met with the president of Colombia discussing adoption there. We have the country of Suriname, just north of Brazil, discussing adoption there. So there are many candidates for countries, nation states, to adopt Bitcoin as the legal tender here in the short future. Now, Samson Mao shared this thread just recently. This was yesterday. It already got 200,000 views. I want to read it to you. The Bitcoin ETF is the memo. Most people don't understand how significant the ETFs are in terms of marketing and branding. They will bring a flood of capital, but equally important is the message or the memo that's being sent out. Amen. So take note, there are 12 ETFs being listed or filed by asset managers. First, they're in it for the money, not necessarily because they believe in Bitcoin. So don't simp for them. They get money. They need assets under management. So everyone wants to be number one. This is a competition. Second, they aren't going to passively sit there and hope to win. No, they'll be fighting for assets under management and customers. How do companies fight? They advertise and market. Case in point, the Bitwise ad, which just went live. This battle for the Bitcoin orange glow is going to heat up like you can't imagine. Think Jonathan Goldsmith is interesting. Wait until BlackRock makes an ad with, I don't know who that is, uh, Novak Dejok. I guess probably a big athlete saying Bitcoin is for winners. And then your Prince Philip says, hi, by the way. And we know Prince Philip is bullish on Bitcoin as well. I think he's from Serbia. Correct me if I'm wrong. Or the Fidelity Super Bowl ad with Sailor saying there is no second best ETF. Oh, I can't wait for that one. It's going to be lit. So what about the memo you mentioned, Samson? Well, if you're an actor or an influencer of any significance, you can no longer afford to speak ill of Bitcoin. There's too much career risk now. Talk-ish about Bitcoin and you're blacklisted forever. Just like, what's his name? Uh, right here, Jimmy Wales takes notes. Uh, who else can we throw in that list? Uh, Peter Schiff. Uh, who else can we add? Let me know. And he continues, another memo goes to media platforms. You want our advertising dollars. You better not be pushing content that harms our Bitcoin offering. And at the end of the day, it's all business. Now it's business in favor of Bitcoin. And the memo goes to journalists too. No more garbage takes on Bitcoin like this, or you're also going to be looking for work elsewhere. You don't bite the hand that feeds you. Preach. So expect less and less FUD from the mainstream. The Bitcoin ETF is the memo. Bitcoin is great. Bitcoin is green. We all love Bitcoin. Get with the program or else 
Preach. So then he continues, Bitcoin at $1 million doesn't sound so crazy anymore, does it? What are your thoughts surrounding what Samson Mao just shared here? Please do let me know. And I want to read some of this article as well, which was just published yesterday, the 19th. Samson Mao, the CEO and co-founder of Jan3, the revolutionary blockchain tech company, is convinced that Bitcoin is on its way to tapping a million dollars per coin. Mao also describes himself as a Bitcoin bonds architect, maintaining that Balaji, a popular excuse me, Bitcoin supporter who predicted the Bitcoin would hit the same price point of a million earlier in the year was uh, spot on with his forecast, but he had the wrong timing. He seems to disagree with uh, him on the length of time it would take for the Bitcoin bulls to gain enough momentum to bring the price prediction to reality. He shared, Balaji wasn't wrong about Bitcoin going to a million, but he was wrong on the timing and the catalyst. My one million call is based on a massive rapid influx of institutional capital while Bitcoin available for sale hits historical lows. Compounded by the having, he wrote on a post, pro-Bitcoiners have historically remained loyal to Bitcoin's potential, and as such, price predictions from these figures are usually as bullish as they come. While some market players choose to play it safe and make modest predictions, Bitcoin supporters are often seen making bold long-term forecasts. Now, Balaji, he was also the chief technology officer of Coinbase a few years back, so he has a lot of credibility. He's an Indian-American entrepreneur, investor, and former chief technology officer of Coinbase, as I mentioned. And one example back in March, remember he made that call, he bet that Bitcoin would hit a million dollars within 90 days, and he actually bet a million dollars on that, which is pretty wild. That was off the back of the regional banking crisis where Bitcoin started to soar. He made the bet of one Bitcoin and one million in USD coin with James Medlock, who initially tweeted that he'd bet anyone one million that the US wouldn't enter hyperinflation. Now, should the Bitcoin price fail to tap that $1 million on the June of 17th, Medlock would win the bet. And seven months later, Srini lost the bet as Bitcoin failed to meet those expectations. And insisting that Bitcoin will take a different pathway from its current position to a million, here's what Samson had to share. Balaji's one million prediction was predicated on money printing and banks failing. Those two things could potentially be a driver for a rapid run to a million, but not likely. The money printing already happened and then it dried up. It will take a few more years for the market to adjust accordingly. Now, should traditional banks fail, pro-bankers will find a safer bank as they are yet to realize that banks are not as safe as Bitcoin, which is their only option, he concluded. So there you have it, my crypto fam. What are your thoughts on Samson Mao's $1 million Bitcoin price prediction for next year, 2024? And how lit would that be to see a $1 million Bitcoin price in the year 2024. Let me know your thoughts, fam. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL!